Hey y'all, it's Lens. I'm here on a Thursday night, sitting in my little closet studio. Um, it's actually not mine. It's really my husband's. It's his office. It's his closet. <laughs> and I just had this moment where I sat down and I hit record and then it was like I immediately heard a kid crying or, um, or like a dog barking. And it's, it's like those phantom cries, you know, if you're ever home alone, like if you're a parent and you ever get a, a night alone or a night away or whatever, and you wake up and you're like, is there a baby crying somewhere? And there probably isn't. You're just hearing those phantom, like fake you out type cries. So I have this, apparently that's now a thing. When I sit down in here, I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. I lock the door. <laughs> Surely no one will come bother me. So far, no one has come out here. Um, but I've been doing m most of my, I think every other night. This is only my, obviously, this is only the fourth one. But I think I've tried to time it for after they're actually in bed so that there's less than that. But uh, I found out um, this afternoon that my husband is going to go tomorrow on a, just a day-long thing with his hobby, hobby volunteerism that he does. And so he's going to have to leave at like four o'clock in the morning. So, um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to need you to do some work for me tonight <laughs> before you leave. So assuming he wants to go to bed early. So I'm just doing this early. So that was two minutes of, of really pointless lead in to <clears throat> stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with any of that. So sorry, I told y'all I was going to be learning this as I went. So I don't know. If y'all really hate the way I start the show, um, you know, send me an email, uh, oddlyadulting at gmail.com and let me know. Um, it's kind of like, you know, those songs, Do you know, there's, there's two of them that I can think of. Well, not two. No, there's just one. There's one song that I can think of that has a really terrible outro. If you know what I mean? Like the song should be over and it's not. And it's, um, it's a song. It's a, it's, uh, what's his name? Alan Jackson, and he had Jimmy Buffett come on, and they sang a song about Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. Anyway, I don't, it's five o'clock somewhere. There we go. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't remember the name of it. I would have gotten to it eventually. It's five o'clock somewhere. And at the end, it's just awful, like, cringy 30 seconds of them bantering back and forth about nothing in particular, and you just want to, like... You just want to drive off the road if it's playing. So I certainly don't want to do that. And now I've been going for three minutes. So it's even worse. It's even worse than a bad outro. <sighs> All right, Lynn. Focus. Okay. So I decided to talk about today. A, I was going to give you a day in the life. Um, so I'm just going to tell you what we did today. Because today was a really typical um, home successful. I'll say this. It was a typical successful homeschool day because there are many homeschool days that I would not count as successes because for one reason or another, we have so many things that happen that like we never make it through all of our, um, material or, you know, there's a lot of crying, whatever. Um, whatever reasons there's lots, there's lots of days that I would call unsuccessful, but today was so successful Oh, I forgot to mute the notifications. I forgot to mute my computer. Ugh, so annoying. I should probably make sure my phone's on silent. Okay, it does. Anyway, um, 
So uh, a typical day in the life, that's what I'm going to tell you. And, but before I do that, I just had a couple things that were on my mind. I, I fed the kids dinner and then I was putting away groceries and I was like doing my distracted, you know, pick up the phone, look at social media, put it down, put a couple things away, pick up my phone, look at social media, put it away, pick up my phone, start a song. So I have some motivational music, you know? So I was going to tell you, um, two random, two random sets of current favorite things. So I really prefer Instagram, um, for my quick, like quick scroll, you know, um, cause that my, maybe it's my phone is old. Maybe that, maybe I need to update the iOS on my phone or something, but it seems like lately I'll get on Facebook and it'll be showing me stuff from like five days ago. And then that just feels weird because if you comment, if you comment on stuff from five days ago, now you're being creepy, you know, even though you didn't mean to be, it wasn't my fault that Facebook didn't show me what you were doing on Sunday until today, but it's ultimately, it just looks creepy. So, um, I've like had to be too careful about where I'm posting or commenting on Facebook and it's just too hard. It's just too hard. So I've, I like to just jump on Instagram and scroll. So anyway, two of my favorite, my current favorite Instagram accounts that I follow because they're hilarious. Um, one of them, I just recently discovered someone else on Instagram told me to go follow this person. So like an obedient slave, that's what I did. Um, by the way, that slave reference is from my favorite podcast, No Agenda. It is not racial in nature. Um, it is an Instagram current favorite, new, very recent discovery Instagram account. It's called Late Notes, or I guess the actual account name is at Late Notes. And it is a dad (laughs) who just like really, really delights in embarrassing his middle school age daughter in the carpool. He, he does, he drives carpool and which is just speaks to my heart so much because I love embarrassing my middle school age daughter. And I loved being a middle school teacher for that reason, because they're such a funny age You never know what's going to embarrass them, but once you figure it out, it is just like, it's limitless material. You can embarrass them for literal years. It's so awesome. It's just a gift that keeps on giving. So anyway, he is a master at this. And most recently he did a whole week of carpool, embarrassing things that he did in carpool. (laughs) The second day of this embarrassing week of carpool he dressed up like a fright, a, a fright attendant, ha, Freudian slip, a flight attendant. He dressed up like a flight attendant and had his wife actually drive the carpool and she was the captain. She had a captain's hat on and he sat in the third row of their SUV and offered the kids hot towels and in-flight snacks as they would get in the car. Guys, I was howling with laughter. It was so funny. I had tears running down my face. I was crying, laughing, and my sister called me in the middle of watching it. And she's like, what's wrong? Your voice sounds weird. And I'm like, hey, you have to go. <laughs> you have to go watch this thing. It's this dad and he does these pranks on his kids and they're in the carpool line. And she's like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. Can we talk about serious stuff? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So, okay, late notes, at late notes. And then the other one is this comedian. Um, I'm assuming her name is Christy because her... 
Instagram account is called The Christy Show, and her name is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I. So, The Christy Show. And she does this character named Miss Shirlene, who is a church lady choir director, and she is absolutely hysterical. The, f- the first video I ever saw of her, she was, um, oh, here comes my train. Sounds like it's going to be a really loud one. Um, I'm just waiting for it. It's going to derail my train of thought for sure. Um, the first video I ever saw of hers. Yeah, there it is. Is that she does, she finds clips, like I guess YouTube clips, or maybe people send them to her. I'm not sure. But she, she finds clips of church services and she records over them pretending like she was in attendance at this church on a Sunday and the preacher was hooked up to a cable and he was flying around this enormous sanctuary that's like a it's like a huge stadium seating sanctuary and she said oh gosh now I'm not going to be able to remember what she called him Oh my goodness, it was hysterical. It was something like, what in the Charlotte's Web preaching technique is this? Or something. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. Um, And her closing line was, I'm so glad Jesus didn't need this much attention. (laughs) Oh gosh. I can't think about it too much or I'll get really laughing. Anyway, so go look those up if you need a laugh. The At Late Notes is the dad and at The Christie Show is the comedian. Um, yeah, go look them up. So those are my two current favorite Instagram accounts and kind of an odd sampling. And then this is a really odd combination. My two current favorite songs. They're my most recent downloads. Um, so I just discovered Lizzo like maybe 36 hours ago, maybe 72. I don't know. Time kind of all runs together when you never go anywhere or do anything. But, um, I just discovered, I, I, it was like, I saw four posts in one day about something about like, I don't need a therapist because I listen to Lizzo. And so I was like, Ooh, who's Lizzo? Like, maybe I could, you know, maybe I could save some money, you know, <laughs> on therapy. Who's Lizzo? I gotta, so anywho, Oh, there it is again. You guys, where did this come from? Anywho, Ugh. anyways, I went, I went on the Googles and I discovered Lizzo. So I downloaded, I only have one song so far cause it's the first one I found that I was obsessed with and it's, you know, it's good as H E double hockey sticks in case you have kids listening, Christy, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, it's so good and so peppy and I just, I cannot help. I can't help but dance when it comes on do my hair toss, check my nails, which I do in an extremely awkward way because I, I cannot dance. There is many multiple hours worth of video proving that I can't dance because I was captain of the dance team in high school for some inexplicable reason. And it's all on video. So this is confirmed. I cannot dance. So, um, the Lizzo song. And then also Miranda Lambert just dropped a new song. I have tickets to see Miranda in November and I'm so excited about it because she's been on my hit list for a long time of concerts that I wanted to go to. And so I have a dear friend who moved out of town, uh, out of my town 
a couple weeks, not weeks, good grief. That's my other friend, my best friend moved a couple weeks ago. Um, like, can you say midlife crisis? Me, I'm having one because she moved. Um, but I have my other best friend moved several years ago. Like it's been like three years ago now. And so we, she, and she moved several hours away. They both did. So this is really inconvenient for me, but we've been trying to figure out, okay, what can we do that, that we can like make our thing, even though we're out of town, you know, we're long distance now, but like what can be our thing? And so she came up with the brilliant idea of meeting at concerts. And I was like, yes, because I love concerts. And my husband, he likes them, but I don't think he loves them. And I don't think he wants to go to every concert that I want to go to. He probably doesn't even want to go to the concerts that we, that I, I do make him go to, which are Luke Bryan, just in its entirety, Luke Bryan concerts. Um, so I was like, yes, this is genius. So our first concert, um, that we worked out is we're going to go see Miranda Lambert and we're both really excited about it. So she just released a new song and it's called all comes out in the wash and it's so Miranda it's so catchy and it's so twangy and it's just she says the the hook line is and you put that sucker on spin and I just love the way I love the way she says everything like she just has the best I know I have an accent but I don't have an accent like Miranda Miranda's accent is just like it's like a it's so good. It's just so good. So anyway, and so I love singing along with it because I can really like put it on, you know? So those, two, but those are kind of random. Like there, we got a Lizzo song and we got a Miranda song. So those are my two favorite, two current favorite songs. Um, and then I want to tell you one other thing. <laughs> so, so this just happened maybe last week. Like I said, time kind of all runs together when you don't do anything or go anywhere. But I made a new friend and, um, I've, I making it, making friends as an adult is hard, right? It just is because they just don't like adults. They don't know who you are, where you came from, especially like I'm not from the town. I didn't grow up in the town where we live. And a lot of people did. We We have a very high concentration of people who grew up here and all their family lives here. So I'm like basically an out of towner. I'm a stranger, you know? And, um, so when I meet someone, I always try and make sure first, like I try and find out, did you grow up here? So that I know not to talk bad about anyone in town to this person, because that was my mistake when I was much younger and much less wise. I made a new friend and then I promptly open mouth, insert foot. Turned out I was talking about, talking smack about her grandmother. So... Oops. <laughs> so I don't, I make sure that I know who I'm talking to. Could they be related to anyone? So, um, and the other thing now that n trying to make friends, you know, as an adult, I'm like, I'm past the point of trying to deny what I am like. Like I have accepted my personality, you know, I've taken every personality test ever created. I am an Enneagram eight. I'm a the, um, oh, what is it? The, um, INFJ test. I don't think those are my numbers. I can't remember. I'm the executive. Um, I, if, if you're doing the color test, I'm a red yellow. If you're doing the, okay, I've taken every single test and I, I know what, I know what I am. I am 
I am who I am. And so now I've just taken to like warning people about it. When they meet me, I'll be like, hi, nice to meet you, you know, and like, so I made a new friend. And so we met at Bible study. And when you meet someone at Bible study, it's especially a tricky situation because like you're at Bible study. So there's one set of expectations, but I know my personality and I know eventually I'm going to mess up and I don't want anyone to be shocked by that. So I said, hi, it's so nice to meet you. You know, she told me her name and I said, it's so nice to meet you. Are you from around here? No, I moved from such and such. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm not from here either. So we have that in common. And I'm like, anyway, uh, you know, I'm Lens and I have three girls, da, 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 da. And then at the end, I jokingly, but totally sincerely tacked on. And I like inappropriate humor. <laughs> and so she, she laughed and I thought, okay, good. This friendship has potential. <laughs> so, um, so I made this new friend. So of course I friended her on Facebook and, um, like sometimes I forget that it's not as, I'm not as funny on Facebook or maybe in print as I would be in person, or maybe I'm more funny. I don't know, but there are some, you know, some situations have occasionally developed because my tone does not come across super well in an online format. Um, so I've tried to be more aware of that, but sometimes I forget, you know, sometimes I forget and I just assume. So, um, a couple of days ago I saw that she had posted some, a dresser for sale on some, um, either the marketplace or a Facebook yard sale type group. And she had very accurately described it as a dresser with five drawers. So, <laughs> so I comment on the picture. I saw that it had been sale for a few days and no, like no comments or anything. And so I, I commented and I said, I think the reason you might be having trouble selling this is because you didn't, um, you didn't accurately describe it as a Chester drawers. <laughs> okay. So just a little background. If you're not from the South, you probably call this a dresser or maybe a five drawer dresser, or maybe you call it a chest of drawers. All of those things are accurate, but see down here in the South, that's a Chester drawers. Got you a Chester drawers, went down to the yard sale and got you a Chester drawers. And I am not kidding. If it not a week goes by that, I don't see someone advertising a Chester drawers for sale. So this was my, to me, hilarious joke. Ha ha ha. You can't sell it because you're not calling it by the right name. Chester drawers. And then another friend of mine who also is in the same group of, of people comments to back me up. Oh yeah, I bet that is the problem. You know, probably, you know, that's probably it. Good thinking lens. <laughs> so we're both like teeing off to the side, you know, whatever. So a couple days go by and I send a Facebook message to my new friend saying, you know, Oh, so glad to see you again last week. You know, we were seeing you at the next one or whatever. And she's like, Girl, you are a mess. Did you know I actually changed the description of my chest of drawers to Chester drawers because I thought you were serious? <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And this is the best part. She replies back, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. We really are friends. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, I just thought 
you know, that's pretty illustrative, illustrative, illustrative. I don't actually know how to say that word, whichever. That's pretty illustrative of, of my odd sense of humor and how sometimes I forget that it's not funny to make a joke <laughs> online or in the written format because tone is everything, you know, tone is really everything. So anyway, I want to tell you what we did today because I think I, I'm going to talk about homeschooling a lot because I, I really enjoy homeschooling. I don't consider myself an expert in any way. And I know, I mean, there's, there's like a million and one podcast out there about homeschooling. So you're not probably like, you're not going to hear anything from me that I probably, basically everything I know about homeschooling, I was told by someone else. I read in a book, um, I asked for advice. I heard it on a podcast, whatever. Like I don't have any new, I have no new ideas about homeschooling to share. So instead of trying to share like tips or tricks or, I mean, maybe I'll do that if I, if I hear of a really good one, maybe I'll pass it on. But I don't think most people that listen, that are going to listen to this are going to be seeking me out as some kind of homeschooling expert or like, I'm not like a homeschooling sensei. Okay. I'm going to a homeschooling conference later this month that I'll probably report back on because I'm sure it'll be good for a laugh in certain ways. But, um, anyway, I just thought maybe you'd like to know, you know, if you don't homeschool, maybe you would like to know what's a day in the life like? What's a typical day in the life? So because today felt particularly successful, I thought, sure, this is while it's fresh on my mind, this is a good day to report back on. So it started with um, me not waking up to my alarm, but that was okay because we didn't have anywhere we had to be. But it, so it was good because it wasn't actually, it didn't cause any type of a situation. It was bad because I had, I woke up, I think I woke up when my alarm was supposed to go off. You know how you do that. You just get into a rhythm and like, even if you don't have an alarm set, you wake up at basically the same time. So I woke up right around 7.20 and I know some people are like, "Ugh, I hate you. You get to sleep till 7.20. I know. I remember, even though it has been a long time since I was a teacher and since I was in the real workforce, I still remember how awful that was. So like you have all, you have all my pity, all my sympathy is yours. Anyway, I woke up right around that time anyway, and then rolled over and fell back to sleep. And that was bad because I don't know if this happens to you, but I have the weirdest dreams. If I wake up and I fall back asleep, I have the weirdest, most unsettling, most like anxiety inducing dreams in that last 30 minutes of sleep of the night or slash morning. And so it's always a mistake. I regret it every single time. And furthermore, the worst part is that I can almost never remember details about what I actually dreamed about. So I'll just wake up and I'll know it's like, I know something bad happened. I'll like, but I can't put my finger on it. I can maybe remember like a very, mm, like there was something about that this or that. And so even now, I mean, I'm uh, within five minutes of waking up. I, I can't remember any of it. So now I've had this weird unsettling. I had a weird dream. Something weird happened feeling all day. Could not tell you what it was, but anyway, this happens relatively frequently. So I've learned, to, I've learned to just move on, learn to live with it. So, um, didn't wake up to the alarm, forgot to set the alarm, but that was okay. So I got up and usually the night before when I tuck the kids into bed, 
They asked me what we're having for breakfast. Like, mamas, do you feel me? Why do we have to talk about this all the time? You know, what are we having for breakfast? Like, child, you're in your bed asleep. You know, why do you need to know that? I just need to know. I just want to know if I can look forward to it. So, <laughs> so I had promised pancakes to my youngest. So I got up and I made the pot of coffee. I brew eight cups of coffee every morning for my husband and I to share. And so I started that. I grind the beans. Man, I love for I love like fresh ground. I take our coffee grinder when we go camping because that's how serious I am about. I want fresh ground, like yum, good coffee, strong, hot, extra hot. I love it. Extra, extra hot. So anyway, made the coffee, started on the pancakes. People started coming. Oh, it's a two train night. Apparently this is a busy night. It's not even a Tuesday. Tuesday is the, the busy day on the track. I have no idea why. Anyway, we had breakfast and then I looked around the living room and the living room was straight up clean. Like they had cleaned it the night before because it was, it was absolutely trashed by the end of the day yesterday. And so I had them clean it up before bedtime. They had been playing little house on the prairie school, like prairie school. And so there was stuff everywhere, bonnets everywhere, makeshift desks, like skirts. I mean, it looked like the rapture had occurred in a prairie school. That's what my living room looked like last, last night. So it was so nice and clean. I was like, Oh, we're off to such a good start, you know? And so I told him, be back down here at nine 30, be all dressed, whatever. So they were fairly, fairly close to nine 30. So they got downstairs. We started school. We did our we have like three portions of our school day. It's based, it's um, patterned after Charlotte Mason, who was an educator in England around the turn of the century, the turn of the 20th century. And she would do, her, her big thing is short lessons and using books, um, like she called them living books, but basically um, narrative style books rather than informative style textbooks and then lots of time outside, lots of time in nature, learning natural science, you know, by being outside, stuff like that. And so we have three major portions of our day. So the first portion we start, we call it morning time. And that's when we do, we read from, we read a different passage of scripture every day. And then we do a poetry recitation or we listen to something from the composer that we're studying. So right now we're studying Chopin and then, um, we're learning a poem by Tennyson and we have a book of, um, I don't think they're tall tales. We did tall tales last year. Um, they're like early, it's called, um, stories of great Americans for little Americans. So they're kind of these, um, sort of, tallish tales, but not really. So we, we read one this week was about a guy named Quicksilver Bob, which I'd never heard of. So little, um, American tale, tall tale, fable type reading. And then what else do we do? Oh, we study a hymn. We study a composer. Oh, picture study. So we're studying. So, uh, this term we're studying Cezanne. 
So that's what we do first thing to start. And we only spend like 10 or 15 minutes on it. So we breeze right through that like normal. Then we got started on our lessons and I have them usually sitting at the table together for some portion of it. And then my oldest will go off with, um, she'll go read a chapter of whatever in another room where it's quieter and then she'll come back and she'll narrate to me and tell me what she read about so I can make sure that she did it and see if she had any questions. So we did our lessons together and then um, they started getting done like one at a time. And so the first one that got done was my youngest. So my six-year-old gets done and I said, okay, you can have a few minutes to play while I finish with your sisters. Okay. In the span of like five minutes, she had managed to build out of all of the couch cushions and then these fold out bed mats that they have for like when they have sleepovers and stuff, they'll throw these out on the floor. Um, so all the couch cushions, all the throw pillows, the bed mats, she had built a gigantic slide in the living room. So, and she was, it was brought to my attention because in my peripheral vision, I saw her come flying over the back of the couch and then basically do this like somersault flip roll down, down this, this incline, this pillow. And and then she jumps up and she's like, that was awesome. You guys have to try this. And so at that point, I was like, well, that's it. I've lost them. Like, and it was going so well. <laughs> so because we had gotten a little bit of a late start, it was almost 11 at this point. So I said, okay, y'all can have a few minutes to play. And so they went full on. How do we make this the most dangerous, the most you know, rowdy, whatever. And so they were trying all different things. They went and they got like a really slippery blanket to see if they could make themselves go faster. One of them ran and got a couch cushion, not a couch cushion, um, an outdoor cushion for it, for the outside chairs to see if it was slippery. And it was, they were using it like a, like a little sled. I mean, it really, the situation devolved really quickly, but that's just the beauty of homeschooling is that They had a bunch of energy they needed to get out. They got it out. It was fine. So I finally rounded them back up together to finish um, whatever they had been working on when I said they could have their break. So then by that time, it was time for me to start making some lunch. So um, I was only, the only thing that we had on our calendar today was um, my middle daughter is starting to take flute lessons. And so she had her first flute lesson today. It was going to be at the house because, um, Another one of my good friends is going to be her flute teacher. So she had said she was going to come about 1215. So that was really the only deadline we were working against. So um, I said, okay, I'll, I got to come in here and make this lunch. You guys, you know, clean up, clean up that gigantic pile, whatever, you know, clean up that huge, humongous mess you made and then just play quietly until um, I have lunch ready. So they did, they cleaned up the whole thing, but then guess what they did? Then they brought all their prairie school stuff back out. And so now we're putting on skirts and now we're putting on bonnets and we're getting the bell that sits on the desk and we're finding the slates and we're testing the chalk and we're doing it. So by the time my friend got there to do the flute lesson, they were fully engrossed in prairie school lessons. And she came in and she was like, Oh, um, is this usually how you do it? And I was like, uh, no. She said, do you sit at the front? Are you the teacher? Do you sit at the front? I said, no, actually, you know, 
they're just playing. This is actually them just trying to get out of doing more, <laughs> more serious lessons. So it was just so stereotypically funny because she knows that we do like Charlotte Mason type lessons and she's just getting started with homeschooling and she's actually loving the Charlotte Mason method as well. And she's starting, um, a group of, um, homeschoolers in our area to do something Charlotte Mason inspired together. And so, so it was just hilarious. I was like, no, this was absolutely not my idea. This is definitely their idea. So, um, after that, so we, flute lesson happened, lunch happened, friend stayed for a while and ate some lunch with me. And we sat and chat and we talked a little bit about tomorrow cause she's having her group meeting, her first group meeting thing tomorrow. So we talked about that and, um, I had collected some seeds, some seed pods from a bunch of different plants cause the lesson is going to be on seeds tomorrow. And then, um, she got going around two o'clock and between two and about three, we finished up geography and, um, our language arts is in a workbook. And, um, at that point we had done all of the lessons that we could have done for the day because I'm still, I have a couple of books that I ordered sort of late, uh, kind of last minute. I thought I had gotten everything ready to start the school year because I got this burst of energy in July and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm getting it ready. And then, and so I like spent like a whole day or two on it. And I think mentally I thought I had finished but when I go and I got all got all my stuff out last weekend to get ready to start school this week, I realized, oh, I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't actually finish. So I, at the last minute, I was placing my last book order. So I'm still waiting. I'm waiting on a couple of science books and um, a couple of math workbooks. So we had done all that we could do, but. It was, a, I considered it a successful day because nobody cried. Um, nobody got hurt during all of that nonsense, but it was a relatively painless. Like I told them be downstairs at this time. We're getting started. They did. We got through our lessons in a relatively, you know, efficient manner. Um, didn't come up with any real problems. Had everybody was reacting well to everything. And then they, they got some playtime, you know, and the reason that I love that is because that's, that's just, it, it would not, homeschooling would not be worth doing. It would not be worth my effort in, in having to learn how to be with each other all the time. If, if things were miserable most of the time, if most days didn't feel like at the end of the day, I was like, it was a good day. You know, it just wouldn't be worth my time. It would not be good or healthy for our family. So when I have, but that doesn't mean that not every day is what I would consider a successful school day because some school days, like I said, we get nothing done or we just really struggle through lessons or there's crying because somebody doesn't like what they're doing or doesn't understand or whatever. So today was, even though I didn't have my son, my science books didn't come in, the workbook, we're still waiting on the math book, you know, even though there were some missing pieces, it was a successful day because everybody's attitude was intact. We had a good day. We got a flute lesson. Um, it was good. So at the end of this day, I felt like today was a good day. It was a good one to talk about with even the admission that like, yeah, for a good portion of the day, my kids were wearing bonnets um, or sliding down a gigantic 
pile of pillows in the middle of living room. You know, that's not your average. I guess that's not how people envision when they envision someone homeschooling. That's probably not the mental picture that they get. So I'm just keeping it real. This is what homeschooling looks like. And it's a little bit odd, but what else would you expect from a podcast called oddly adulting? Right? So, um, I've been going a long time. This was, um, a longer episode than I meant for it to be. So hopefully you got two baskets of laundry folded or you ran two errands um, or whatever. Hopefully it was worth your time. If it was worth your time, would you, if you had a minute, would you send me an email and let me know? Um, the email address is oddlyadulting at gmail.com. And you can also leave comments on my website too, under the post. If you're streaming the website, um, if you're streaming the podcast right off the website, you can do it there. But if you're listening in um, Stitcher or iTunes or Google Play or whatever, that's probably not the easiest way. But I would love to hear from you if you're listening and and if you thought it was, you know, worth 36 minutes of your lifespan. So that's it. I'm going to let you go. Before I do, I'm going to mention that it's Kevin McLeod. Winner, winner is my intro music. And I'm going to say it again. If you made it all the way to the end, I love you. And Jesus does too. Thank you.